want to start it off? Or, uh, yeah, I'll start, start it off. Yeah. Uh, hi, and welcome to Is This Anime, a podcast about anime hosted by one diehard fan. That's me. I'm Jack. And one complete noob, me. I'm Malcolm. Each week, I will be assigning Malcolm three random episodes from any given anime to watch, and he'll have to make sense of the show he just watched. After watching the show, we'll chat about what we just watched, poke fun at the content, talk about what I've missed, and try to determine if I'll keep watching the show or not. Can I make a fan, or will he forever be stuck in his non-anime-loving ways? That's what this podcast is all about. Anyways, let's just get into the first episode where we're talking about One Punch Man. All right, one thing about me is that I don't know anime. I've never watched anime. I've never consumed anime. I barely know anything about anime. I can't tell you the names of shows. I can't tell you the names of characters. But one guy who knows a lot about anime is my co-host, Jack. Now, Jack, tell us, before we get started, uh, what your background with anime is. Um, you know, I watched a lot of Pokemon as a kid. Uh, I love Dragon Ball Z. And I was surprised. Uh, we were, One of our episode, um, not episode titles, uh, podcast titles was actually going to be the Special Beam Podcast. And you didn't even pick up on that reference, which shocked me, because that's how little you know. You don't even know even a bit about Dragon Ball. Um, and yeah, like, again, my... My background, more than anything, is video games. I, I really like Japanese video games. I love Final Fantasy. I love Persona. And, yeah, I just... Uh, it wasn't until about two years ago that I really started watching a lot of anime when I was unemployed. So I had all this free time to catch up on all these awesome shows on Netflix. And then eventually through uh, other services, such as Crunchyroll, I was able to watch um, shows like My Hero Academia, uh, I caught up on Dragon Ball Super and God knows what else. I've, I've watched in the last two or three years, definitely all the major shows. Maybe I'm missing a couple 90s things. For a, for a while, I didn't watch a lot of anime. I, I went to a Catholic school and certainly uh, liking anime in the uh, early 2000s, mid 2000s was frowned upon. You would uh, be called a lot of homophobic slurs. Uh, so I took a break from watching that. But around like two or three years ago, I was I was in my unemployment phase and I had a ton of free time. And uh, I watched Devilman Crybaby on Netflix, which is a phenomenal show we will eventually cover. Um, it's not quite essential, but it certainly got me back into the mood. Uh, there is a lot of anime, to say the least. I, I read the entire uh, manga of Naruto, the entire manga of One Piece, which is even longer. Um, and yeah, no, uh, the, anime is a very diverse medium. And I think that the point of this show is going to be showing someone like you who might just think of anime as just dudes punching each other, which, uh, which to be fair, is the show, the first show where we're watching for this episode but no it, it is a medium there is there's stuff like romance mystery there's serial killer animes uh there's a lot of stuff in between that we're, we want to show you the listener uh yeah just the scope of this medium all right and there you know and i can only take your word for it i think one thing that surprised me was that you said that pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh are anime uh, I only really knew Pokemon uh, from the cards and then obviously Pokemon Go from a couple of years ago. Didn't really put together that, you know, that it was anime on any level until just now. Uh, same could go with uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. I did play I, uh, with the cards for a little bit, but uh, as as I've said before, uh, barely. <laughs> I was kind of just a guy who was just hanging around in the, in that world. And that's kind of how I felt with this. So uh, let's start uh, talking about the uh, show for this week. Uh, 
Yeah, Which so is- I uh, I picked One Punch Man. And uh, yeah, I might as well tell tell you folks why I picked this one. I mean, normally, normally, dear listener, uh, at the end of every episode, we will be telling you which show and which episodes we picked. But uh, if you followed our, our minimal social media presence, you might be able to get the jump. But uh, for now, let's cover One Punch Man. Well, why I watched only episodes one, three, and nine, which is based on Jack's recommendation. How this is going to work every week is that Jack's going to recommend me certain episodes from an anime. I'm going to watch them. We'll come back and we'll talk about them. Um, so I watched, it turns out, a subtitled version of One Punch Man, and Jack watched a dub version. Is that correct? Yeah, I watched the dub version. I- yeah, so One Punch Man was uh, written and drawn by an author named One. Uh, I do not, I could not find his name. Uh, he has somehow managed to hide his identity. He is known only as One. And One, as a young child, always wanted to be a manga artist. His early work was called uh, Middle-Aged Man-Man. He was always kind of interested in, like, doing those superhero parodies. And like any great shonen hero, he declared he would become a manga artist. Uh, he said this, it wasn't a case of simply trying to be a manga artist. Rather, right off the bat, I decided I would be one. And he got to start using a mobile phone app to actually capture his web comics. Like he would just draw, draw, use it's just draw comics and then just take a picture using a primitive smartphone. And later he ended up drawing them digitally with uh, One Punch Man. And so, yeah, One Punch Man started as a web comic, but within less than a year, it was gained thousands of comments per chapter. And it was very successful, but at some point he ended up getting a day job, which put the manga on hiatus. And then, interestingly enough, an author named Yusuke Murata, who did a very critically acclaimed uh, manga called Shield 21, was going through a creative drought and somehow contacted one and told him that One Punch Man reinvigorated his passion. And he actually abandoned his current work at the time to work with one. And so basically, Yusuke Murata throughout this time, like One Punch Man is still ongoing, he's been redrawing one's old web comics. So there's basically the web comic going on, plus the redrawn version going on in Weekly Shonen Magazine, plus the volume collections of the Weekly Shonen Magazine that are sold in America. Um, so there's a lot of forms of One Punch Man. Yeah, so in 2015, they ended up doing an anime adaptation produced by Studio Madhouse, which ran for one, which ran for two seasons, in fact. Uh, but Madhouse only did the first season. Uh, season two of the show is uh, less good. Uh, it was a long wait. It was not worth it. Uh, for reasons that go beyond just, first of all, um, the fact that JC staff did the uh, second season. Um, but who cares? Uh, we're just going to cover season one done by Madhouse. And Madhouse has done a lot of awesome anime, many anime that we're eventually going to cover. But for now, let's get into that first episode, The Strongest Man. All right. Um, I'm going to say this right off the bat. About 30 seconds in, I already felt uh, like I was a season behind on everything. Um, I think there was so much action that starts the the whole show off. So you have, uh, what is it, that the big, uh, what is it, I want to say blue guy. Um, I can't, I don't even remember his name. I think it's called Parasite Man, something like that. Parasite Man. Oh, no, Vaccine Man. Vaccine Man. His name was Vaccine Man. And so they make references to two uh, guys named Lightwing Max and Smile Man, who I was like, oh, they'll be characters. Um, And they're immediately killed off. Like, I mean, the first shot, the only shot you see of these two are them dead. 
um, I want to say that like that it's an intense uh, entrance uh, into this world. Um, like I think I was I was surprised. I didn't know again. I don't know anything about this show. Uh, I didn't do any research before I started watching. Um, I just sort of sat there, uh, and my jaw just hit the floor <laughs> as to what was happening. And I was going to say the first, also the first instance of me seeing One Punch Man. I am I the only one who thought of him as an adult Caillou? <laughs> um, you, you might be the first. I certainly didn't think of him as that. Like, because he he comes in, he's bald like Caillou, and like, well, let's be real, Caillou is too old to be so bald. Um, and so he comes in, and obviously he just does his one punch. Uh, and he kills Vaccine Man. After Vaccine Man, he honestly makes a very, like, compelling story as to why he's got to rid humanity of uh, of itself. Um, I guess he's the, I guess he's the cure for the planet, maybe? Maybe that's his, maybe that's his deal? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to say this. As we go along with these episodes, everyone's motivation, it appears to be that they want to either make humans better or they want to get rid of all humans because they see them as the scum of the earth. I don't, there's, it's very like, there's no nuance to like more motivations. It's that it's, it's a monster versus human. And they've got the heroes kind of in between them, I guess the heroes and we'll, you know, get into it later, the cyborgs. Um, but then immediately after that, you go and you, you jump into it uh, three years earlier and then all of a sudden, uh, we're fighting a guy named Crablanti, who's apparently becomes a crab, half crab, half man, because he ate too much crab, according to my the subtitled version. Did, I don't know if that's what he says in the dub. No, uh, that's that's accurate. And I love the fact that he's he's wearing underpants, just like it's like he's like he's like top his top body is crab, and the bottom body is just like small human legs with like box not <laughs> with uh with underwear yeah well i was gonna say like i had this thought and maybe uh and during when i was seeing it was that all right so first of all the idea that if you eat too much crab you become a half crab half man and you're also like uh about eight feet tall or something like that uh is insanity like that's insane uh especially because we had just come off this vaccine man and so i was like oh we'll like deal with vaccine like i thought vaccine man uh spoiler alert uh dies uh, almost immediately after he's introduced um and so i was like oh so wait a minute vaccine man's not a, a villain that we're going to be seeing a lot of and so they go crab lante and go oh maybe this guy's a villain we're going to see a lot and one thing i was thinking about and i don't know about you but i was thinking about uh as i saw crab crab lante uh was the idea of like okay so you have a man and you and he's he's crab on the top and he's man on the bottom like i was thinking like okay so you know how and this is an off-topic tangent that we're only two minutes into this episode too if you have mermaids like you know mermaids are like do you want like when you're when you're dealing with like if you want to if you're gonna fuck a mermaid do you want like the top half? Like, do you want like a woman on top and then the fish body on the bottom, or do you want fish on top? I think, and... think Crablante got the better half. I mean, he you gets, think the he, better half? I was thinking got like the strong part. He's got the strong part. He's got the pincers for hands. He's got pincers for hands, but he's got that human dick. Um, 
And uh, that was, I kept thinking about that. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, you know, like that is that a good trade off? Would he not want to have the tail at the bottom and do more damage and then be human on top? I mean, he he seems to have pretty good self esteem. He's just saying, kick, 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 which they which they keep in the dub. Yeah, that I did hear that too. Um, and then he okay. So when we are introduced to Crabalante, we also see a man who we've never seen before. He's in a suit. He's yeah. uh, uh, very depressed. Like you've never, uh, like the most depressed man on the planet. And he's just like, I don't want to live. And he's like, but and Crabalante feels so bad. Not even bad for him. He's just like, this guy's not even worth my time. But he like swats him off, and he's gonna go after some guy with a big chin. Now I don't know a, if, a, a chin that resembles testicles. Yeah, I was gonna say they're fucking big, meaty balls um, on this it, on a child's face. It's uh, balls on a child's face. So let me ask you a question. Um, when what was your what was? I mean, I know you hadn't watched the show before. I know you didn't know a lot about it. Did you did you think the show was a show that was a serious show, or or were you aware that it was very much um, a parody? I assumed that most anime were very serious shows. Yeah, so this, so, this, this so show, the, just straight up get out of the way, this show is very much a parody, and it's, uh, the, uh, the success of it comes from people getting the joke. But that being yeah. said, the jokes are fucking hilarious. I, I will say this, it was very funny. Crab Lante, I did laugh at. The first part, like that first opening sequence, is not funny. So that So when it became funny, I was very... Um, but I think there's lo- I guess I think there's actually something important in that first scene because like, I I watched these episodes repeatedly, especially because we rescheduled this, so I watched the first episode like three times. Um, that in that first moment when One Punch Man does punch Vaccine Man, do you notice that again he he is he is depressed that it only took one punch. He's not happy with that result. So that I did notice that. Him. So that tells you something about him, his plight, if you will. Yeah, I mean that, and that is kind of like the whole thing is that he, yeah, he's so strong, he's so powerful that he can't like, yeah, that he has no foe against them, and uh, and obviously that plays into a lot of what I saw uh, going forward. But I mean, I didn't pick up on that immediately. That was not obvious. Um, I I knew there was obviously something up. I mean, I knew he was obviously a one punch man based on the title of the anime. Um, Yeah. So, and then. one of the things that I that made me laugh, and I didn't know if this was a comedy or not at this point, was that one punch man says he trained so hard I went bald. Mm-hmm. And that's how he becomes bald because before this, when we see this like man in a suit in the show, he's wearing a full suit and he's got a really luscious head of hair. Mm-hmm. He does not, and he's, he's honestly notably skinnier. <laughs> it's not the same like. He, like he's, his eyes are different. Like it's not the same drawing or character model of like what would become One Punch Man. Exactly, and you're kind of thrown off. You're like, who is this man? Until you know you see him beat the shit out of Kreblante. Yeah, and then in the I'm gonna be honest, that death of Kreblante was shocking. Like I it's graphic. <laughs> I was like, I did not expect such a kill. He fucking he takes the guy's eye out and then rips the entire body. Yeah, and then right. that, and then that's it. Like it's like Kreblante, who you think maybe he's going to be someone to deal with in the episode. He's gone. He's dispatched in seconds. And the, the only reason why Kreblante is going after a kid with balls on chin is that 
he uh, apparently drew something on Crablante while he was sleeping in a park. He drew nipples on Crablante. Yeah. He drew nipples on Crablante, so Crablante is going to get revenge by beating up this bald-chinned kid. Um, but that death, it is, like, graphic. Like, his guts are coming out. Every time I see that scene, I cringe. Like, they're, they're not afraid to just show the crab guts coming out of his eye socket. Yeah, the violence for what I assume is a comedy now is brutal. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's that's the best way I can describe it. It's, just, it's brutal. There's no way to, else to describe it. I couldn't, uh, <laughs> I just couldn't be, I, couldn't, I was shocked. And yeah, that brings us to our uh, third sketch, I guess. Because yeah, this episode is kind of divided into like basically four sketches, effectively. Yeah. And you can kind of tell, even if you didn't know it was based on a webcomic, if I told you that right now, you'd be like, oh, that kind of makes sense given the structure of this. It's very much like here are yeah. a couple gags, effectively. Yeah, no, now that you say that uh, it was a webcomic that it became, then became a manga that became this TV show. Um, yeah, it makes sense that like this first episode establishes nothing and yet has a lot happening in it at the same time. Like I, you know, again, you don't know, I don't know who Mud Punch Man is uh, beginning, middle or end of this show, except for the fact that I know he trained at some point. Um, and then he made this uh, decision to become a hero. And yeah, so we go and we meet, uh, the third one is that we meet Bicep King. Uh, <laughs> and his, his dream is that he's going to be the strongest man ever. Um, and I had a one thing when I was thinking about it, which was, why train so hard when your brother who's a mad scientist can just make you strong anyways? <laughs> um, Bicep King. Oh, well that just, first of all, that features one of my favorite goddamn gags. So uh, Bicep King is uh, huge. He is, he's like how many stories high? He's like. He, well, once he's injected with, or swallows the strawberry flavored serum, he's. Uh, strawberry believe, flavored, yes. He, I feel like he becomes about, you know, the size of a skyscraper. Like, yeah, like, if, if not even if bigger than that, even. Like, he's, like, going yeah. up into the clouds. And he's a big, muscular dude. And so, you know, one punch man, he flies up to him. He flies up on his shoulder and is just like, hi. And um, Bicep King's brother, the scientist, is on uh, Bicep King's other shoulder. And he, what does he do? He says, he tells him to squish one punch man. Yeah, he's like, get that... Uh, He's like, get that uh, guy off your shoulder. <laughs> and and this... uh, he, he misinterprets it and hits the wrong shoulder. He kills his brother. Yeah, and he, yeah, he just squishes his brother and there's a pause and he just screams, brother, no. <laughs> yeah, that one, I was very like, that made me laugh so hard. That it's was such like, a great wonderful. gag and it, it hits every single time because they play it so straight. Because again, Bicep King is so goddamn stupid. Yeah, because he's obviously this, like, meathead who's been, like, just all he does is work out. And he's, you know, and, like, because the brother's on one shoulder and one punch man's on the other shoulder. Um, But it made me ask the question, which was, like, I know one punch man can punch really hard. That's his his main trait, his main fighting ability. So he... Does he have actual powers? Like, can he? Well, because well, we, all he does is he trains, and we'll, we'll establish we'll later that, that he... in episode three, we'll get that to that in episode yeah, three. Yeah, but but like that, when we get to episode three, I mean, he can fly. 
And I don't know how you train to fly. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, I'm not even quite sure if he flies. I think he just jumps really high. Or does he fly? Does he fly in certain scenes? It's, not it's like... hard. Well, because I don't know how he gets to the shoulder. But, I mean, I guess he's not flying traditionally. He's yeah. usually flying up and down. So that made me just question. I was like, wait, what are his powers? What is his skill set? Because he's got this cape. Yeah. Uh, um, again, he's he's dressed like just, again, like like a children's superhero. Like, again, it, it's like baby's first superhero. That's kind yeah. of his image. Yeah, he's dressed as if Caillou became a superhero <laughs> who punched really hard. And because, remember, he's, Caillou punches Rosie, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> so so there's what one more one more little sketch and yeah that one is where Saitama because yeah we haven't even mentioned One Punch Man's real name it's Saitama yeah and he has he ends up fighting a subterranean race that invades the Earth's surface and yeah. they actually pose a challenge to him and um, what do you think of the animation in that fight like that fight is just badass like there's just it's, so much going on it's really good I, because again the tone of the show keeps shifting for me all over the f- map that i was like wait a minute uh you know one moment it's like very cartoonish it very like funny over the top and the next one becomes this really super serious dark um scene which is what i assume mo- all anime is is like what this fight was uh with the what they call the subterraneans um which I thought were going to be the series villains. That's one thing I want to say is that they come off and you establish them as like, they're these villains. They're going to, you know, and they like actually say that they, uh, that 70% of surface dwellers are dead, which is crazy because that's a lot of people. That's a couple of billion right there. Um, um, And like, yeah. And so the fight happens. uh, It was wild. It was madness. Um, uh, and one thing I will say is, like, before the fight, there's, like, a sequence where, like, One uh, one Punch Man is really depressed. Uh, and But at one point, he's, like, gets confronted by some guy who's, like, I guess he's a monster who, get, who like, uh, raids cars or something. Yeah. And, and One Punch Man calls himself a custom car-loving monster. He calls himself that, that he sees himself as a monster. Or maybe, talk about the monster, I don't know. That line just stuck to me. Yeah, I mean, that scene uh, is probably, like, the one I'm least invested in, even though I've watched this episode so many times. Um, it's certainly the weakest, although thankfully it's quite short. Uh, I didn't find the jokes particularly funny. But um, how would you rate overall this... Oh, wait, before we forget, edit. Uh, well, the fight's a dream. The fight's a dream, so that's the big it, thing. Yeah, which, again, surprised me. A lot's happening. This episode's only 20 minutes long. I was doing the time... And, that, and, and I say 20 minutes... Or, it's that includes credits, a post-credit sequence, and the intro. So yeah, like, intro is like a minute. So intro and ending are like three minutes total about it. Yeah, so we're talking about like 17 minutes of content. And I was going to say, he keeps saying, One Punch Man in this episode keeps saying he's a hero for fun, but he doesn't look like he's having any fun at all. No, it, and it's become kind of routine, and that's actually like a theme of one's work. We'll we'll eventually cover his other show, Mob Psycho 100, which in my opinion is even better. But again, like um, one's heroes are never really interested in the hero part. They may have been interested in it at one point, but again, like like uh, with One Punch Man, he cares more about uh, the latest sales. 
Yeah, that was something I kept noticing. He was always he was always on the about the sales. He was always on to like he's looking for deals. He's like essentially a couponer. And that again surprised me because going into this tonally, I assumed that this was not a comedy. Uh, I and like, didn't even know that. I had no idea. I just uh, I just knew like what I just knew this is called One Punch Man. I had no idea. I didn't do any research going into these shows, and, and I don't think you, I will. And that's how you got it. That's how you got it. That's uh, dear listener. This this is very much going to be an, a podcast about an uninformed person. But of course, the joy is going to be: can this uninformed person enjoy this with, despite being so uninformed? And and we're going to get into the depths. Uh, you have no idea. So, um, yeah, this episode event, um, ends with uh, Saitama realizing it's a dream and that the subterranean race is actually super weak and he just kills the leader and the rest immediately retreat. Yeah, and then he wakes up from the dream and then we see what the actual subterraneans look like and they're like very meek, mild uh, creatures and, you know, they're coming up to the surface and you know, they'll be like, I'm going to start a war or whatever. And, uh, you know, surface dwellers, beware. And One Punch Man just basically comes out to the street and meets them. They get so scared by him. They're, um, as almost as if they watched his dream with him. As if, like, this dream was something that was maybe a re- some sort of parallel universe. And they immediately retreat and they just put up a white flag. And then the depressed uh, Caillou-looking man, who is One Punch Man, uh, he just kind of retreats. Um, which I was, again, surprised by. Because, again, for a very first episode of something, I'm so used to, when I watch shows, so there to be a lot of setup and, like, a hook to keep me going. And this had no hook. It was just a, a series of, uh, like, of sketches, as you kept referring to them, uh, that have no real connection outside of, you know, One Punch Man, you know, saving the day. And then, uh, and then it just kind of ends with him, like, being depressed. Like, it's just, like... He's kind of the Lincoln Park of of this world. It's just very much yeah. like he's clearly listening to In the End by Lincoln Park a lot. So yeah, let let's get to the third episode because folks, this this is the fun of this show. Um, I basically am trying to pick three episodes of a show that best represent it. Uh, One Punch Man itself is not a very long show. It's uh, each the two seasons are only 12 episodes each and for some reason the second season is still not on netflix despite me saying it was not very good um but that being said i don't know about you but when i watched episode three i thought it still held up pretty good although i'm i'm sure that first scene probably uh threw you in for a loop given the uh the two characters we meet right away yeah so um i mean i mean obviously we we start with the scientist uh and the fact that there's uh you know, this guy, and he's talking about, like, wanting to age. And I was like, okay, so this, we have a villain for the episode. Uh, this one seems to be more uh, straightforward. And it's, it turns out I was right, my first instincts of, like, but the guy is, like, 70, but he looks like he's about 120. And then he goes back to, he manages to reverse his own genes and, like, becomes about 20-ish. Uh, but then once we see uh, Caillou, Punch Man, and... Uh, He's now got an assistant that's a cyborg, um, which I did not expect. Uh, I don't. What is his name? His name's Genos. Is yep, that, his yeah, Genos. Uh, Genos. Um, yeah, that was surprising. And there's also an ape, uh, armed ape, as they called him in the subtitles, that he um, 
that he's supposedly sending getting wants one punch man to go to the house of evolution um to be studied but like also what's established at the very beginning is that for the scientist i forget his name um i'm going to just dr genus dr dr genus which let's be real that's very close to genius um (laughs) yeah which is, I guess, the joke now that I think about it. Um, yeah, so Dr. Genus. But like, it's established that Dr. Genus can't have any... No one wants to help him out because he's a crazy... Um, I will say he's kind of an incel type. He's a crazy incel. Yeah, um, not, not sure if he's had sex. I'm not, I think he's been spending too much time trying to evolve. evolve yeah, his whole, his whole thing is he wants to evolve the human race that's all he wants i what does that mean i it, it doesn't really make sense as to what it means he just keeps being like I, we're going to evolve we're gonna i'm to the next one everyone's scum um much like every villain in this show um he hates humans even though he is one um i don't know there was a fun visual in this uh with the ape cyborg which is, I don't know why it made laugh was when the ape, like his head comes off and then there's like a little bit like of like a, a satellite or like a, that's just kind of going around to get a message of like one punch man's location, which is weird because if he's already found him, I would assume uh, Dr. Genus would already know. And like, yeah, I didn't know really understand why Dr. Genus sent an ape to get some one punch man do you think that uh armored gorilla as he's referred to on wikipedia do you think armored gorilla is a reference to the dc comics uh d-list villain ultra humanite who is also a robot no he's a gorilla who's also a robot um i mean i was i think that's definitely a possibility yeah like i also think he's like related to that um that what is it? The Flash villain? Uh, I can't. Like Gorilla Grodd, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of felt like a Gorilla Grodd, and I was hoping he would be featured more in the episode. He kind of just disappears. So, I, so spoiler alert: he's actually in mostly episode two. But th- thanks to our format, you did not get to see him. Oh, so he's in episode two. Yeah. Oh. But, but, but hey, hey, that them's the breaks. You can watch it on your own time. Uh, Dear, dear listener, these are the rules. Malcolm only gets to watch these three episodes I select. Yeah, so I haven't watched anything else. Um, okay, so what's his backstory then? Like, what's what? How yeah. does I? I, I it's, it would break the rules, man. You're just gonna have to uh, suffer. Okay. And also, I didn't watch the episode recently because you know I followed the rules too and uh, just watched these three. Yeah, so but I yeah. guess it's. Okay, so there's a, so so that's what the thing I, w- I was going to say that's interesting is that uh, the first episode doesn't really establish a storyline, but once you get into the third episode, it's very clear that a storyline has been established in the previous episode. Yeah. Genos uh, is featured, and he's, he keeps calling uh, One Punch Man uh, Master. Yeah. Like master, Master, um, which so is what- very weird because I just didn't expect – I thought One Punch Man was a solo guy. Like I didn't like know it was well, like One Punch Man and his cyborg. Yeah. So so Genus is like probably the number number one supporting character of the show. Uh, that I can tell you for sure. And uh, what do you think of uh, Genos's uh, fighting capabilities? Because he gets his ass kicked in this episode. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought he died. So I, so we're going to skip ahead, but there's like, uh, we kind of get to the house of uh, evolution, evolution in the forest. And by the way, to get to the forest, the runs that these two characters have, they still, so they kill a bear for some reason. And then they're running in the forest and like, is uh, Genos is doing what I, uh, I've heard of this phrase before, the Naruto sprints. He's got his like, he's yeah, facing, Naruto run. he's got, he's facing forward. His arms are back for, I guess, maximum speed. Um, which again is weird because he's a cyborg, so you'd think he's already fast enough. But I guess is he just a cyborg in his arms? Like, is it just an upper body cyborgness, or does he have? I think he's like one hundred percent cyborg. And I mean, based off the damage he gets in these episodes, um... yeah. Because they also like so they get to the house of evolution after like encountering this ape in the woods, and like before this, like it's cut the that running scene's cut between another scene where they're. Um, the scientist is like i'm rigging all these traps in this house and genos just immediately destroys the house uh he just like oh we're gonna level it um and so we don't even see any of the traps which i was a little disappointed by uh but then again i'm i guess this is the point where i started figuring out the tone of the show which is like oh it's comedy so they're gonna do the comedic thing and yeah so then they go they run into this hallway and um yeah there's this big guy uh i don't know what it, i couldn't remember what his name is i was his looking at my carnage notes. kabuto carnage kabuto yeah and so they're running and then all of a sudden carnage kabuto comes out of nowhere and uh just splatters genos into the wall and so i would assume that G- that genos even though he's a cyborg is uh, pretty shit at fighting that his this is not he's not a fighter even though he is a cyborg and uh, that that becomes a um, recurring thing in this uh, show. And not to jump ahead a bit, but there is this organization, this guild, if you will, called the Hero Association. And throughout the show, um, they seem to favor Genos a lot more than One Punch Man, despite all evidence to the contrary. Yeah, well, I guess like one of the things uh, I did appreciate um, was the fact that, first of all, Genos doesn't just die. That surprised me because again, why, from judging from just the first episode where like characters are coming and going and a lot of people are dying, I just assumed, oh, One Punch Man uh, gets he gets a sidekick now and then a sidekick immediately dies and then we just kind of move on from it. So like, for the fact that Genos kind of kept coming back was great. Uh, I also appreciated that they like were in the hallway and like they could have just had the fight there and the whole episode take place there, but like then Carnage. Uh, is like, hey, let's go to the big room in the facility. Um, which it turns out, I guess, like, even though this building's eight stories tall and it's all leveled, and apparently it seems like all the important stuff was all underground, that they just, like, they just didn't care about what was going on in the tower. Which means, may, begs the question, why was there a tower in the first place if this is basically a silo? Um, yeah, and one thing that's also happening is the scientists is running around and like he had, we keep getting those flashbacks of him where he keeps seeing like he he talks about like humans and like, and he keeps seeing humans as like black floating heads. I, I don't know why. I just like the visual of those black floating heads. They look very creepy. Yeah. No. Uh, there's some interesting visuals to say the least. And also, um, let's get to the fun part, which is my favorite joke in probably. Well, this maybe not my favorite joke because I do love the, the the joke with uh. God, what was his name again? I've already forgot his name. Big man. Um, 
Oh, crab. Uh, no. Uh, oh, uh, vaccine man. Oh, the uh, biceps king. Biceps king. Yeah, no. Uh, maybe that. I think that joke is still my favorite. But um, this really awesome gig when they get One Punch Man to uh, reveal how he became so strong. Oh yeah, there it was, and I wrote this down. So, so uh, One Punch Man, uh, of superhero Caillou, uh, his regimen to become uh, the hero that he is today is that he did uh, did a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups, a hundred squats, a ten-kilometer run every single day. He had three meals a day with breakfast consisting of a banana, and he uh, had no uh, AC or heating. So to like really strengthen the mind um which is uh as pointed out by genos is just a regular training routine and specifically the tr- like outside the ac and the heating which is kind of weird but like it's just a regular training routine <laughs> like it's not yeah. you didn't I mean, do anything special i mean i'm not super fit i mean i'm not i think i would certainly struggle with that but again it's something where you're like no that's pretty it's pretty reasonable for any person to do that it's not asking yeah fun. I mean, I can't, I'm not a runner, so I wouldn't be able yeah. to do the 10K, but like, like I'm sure, like, but I'm sure if I trained for a few weeks, I could get to all three. Yeah. Or four rather, sorry. And again, that's just what I love about the sense of humor of this show. It's, it's, it's the fantastic and the mundane, really. And one thing also, there was a funny gag and I don't, and maybe I'm being insensitive. Um, I hope I'm not, but there was when the, Carnage is like tr- attacking One Punch Man, and One Punch Man is just taking all the beatings. Uh, he keeps saying death, but at least in the subtitled version, when he kept saying death, it sounded like shit. It was like shit, 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 shit. Uh, and I wasn't sure if that was intentional or not. And you I know, guess I I'm, assume in the dub, it's just you hear him just say death, 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 death. I've certainly watched my share of anime where the subtitles are very different from what's actually being said. Um, Specifically, the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where um, they use a lot of copyrighted names for characters. Like, they name characters after uh, musicians or whatever. And the subtitle, like, a character's name will be, like, oh, I'm Led Zeppelin. And the subtitle will be something completely different, despite you hearing a Japanese person clearly say Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So, there is definitely that sort of thing going on. Well, because this is a comedy, right? So, I wasn't sure if they were uh, slipping that in as like a joke and like and then also like the amount of beating that one punch man takes uh it made me that's why i made the question of like does he actually have powers beyond just like his training because as you said like he can run really fast he obviously has this ability where you just one punch and he's dead to any uh opponent and also the evolved carnage at one point realizes that um he's not he can't beat one punch man because I guess he could see the future or something. Um, and that was kind of an interesting moment. But then he, like, becomes, what is it, a car, like, Carnage Maximum or whatever, where it's like he'll be on a rampage for an entire week, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> He's yeah. going to kill the nearby town. Uh, and so well, the other thing of it is, it's like, there's so many, so many people that we've seen already, all these mo- monsters. I don't know why people are wanting to live or coexist with a lot of these creatures like what is the point like if you, you're just gonna keep dying to like <laughs> living in this area where like all these creatures are constantly attacking uh, you know what it, it's it's its own world it's its own wacky world 
that's all I can say. Um, and yeah, I mean, we we do end up seeing the death of Carnage Kabuto, and uh, that only uh, Saitama only uh, decides to uh, pull that off when he realizes he's missed a big sale or about to miss a big sale. Yeah, well, that's like the crying. He's crying, and because like in the first episode you see him crying because it take you know he can only do the one punch. Uh, this time around, it looks like he's going to miss the sale. Yeah, but then he thinks he's missed the sale, and then Genos corrects him. Yeah, that if they run fast enough, that they'll get to uh, the sale in time. This, this so, character who can fly, they're like, yeah, no, if we just run fast enough, we can make the sale. Yeah, and then we don't even see him go to the sale. Uh, I think I think the show is well aware we don't need that scene. <laughs> but again, I mean, I, I mean, I would have loved that scene. I think I'm always up for a good sale. So. Um, and I wanted to know what he was buying because he like, because there are, you know, other scenes where it's, he's like, you know, like, I think like one of the first scenes um, is that like, he's, you know, at a grocery store and he's going to buy some stuff and he only, uh, and it's like 420 yen, but he's, he's only got like 84 yen. And then the rip, the whole, everyone disappears. And then the, um, I think the grocery store kind of partially comes undone. And then we see that there's like a giant footprint. Or was that the next episode? It doesn't matter. It's all blurred together. It's all blurred together. And let's move on to the next episode. Um, This is Unyielding Justice. It's, uh, again, the format of the show, guys. This is is part two of a two-parter. And we get to see... So this was a part... So this is part two of a two-parter? Episode nine was. So wait a minute. So, okay. Because this changes a lot of how I felt with the episode. Okay. It felt very much like a part two, but I couldn't articulate that I initially when I was watching because there's like a fight that's already in progress. But based on the first episode that I watched, yeah, I just assumed enough. that the, there's no continuity, but that there's clearly a ton of continuity. And you know what? Maybe if you decide to uh, watch this whole show on the way, you'll see the wonderful continuity. But again, I felt like this... This episode still kind of does hold up because you do get a really awesome fight with uh, Deep Sea King. And uh, Genos gets to at least, for a bit, try to appear like a hero. Yeah, well, I mean, you get that and you get he's got a, uh, you know, kind of a badass fight. He like, he saves this little girl, right? Like, so he's in like, who gets like, he's going to have an acid bomb thrown at her. And he like do- he like sacrifices himself to take the brunt of the acid, but like there's things before this that like I want to like get more involved with because I don't I this is all was all new information. So apparently there's a hero association. Yes. Um, so it turns out there's more heroes. It's not just like One Punch Man. I mean, I guess there are more heroes because you heard like Lightning Max and I Smile mean, Man guess, in the first. Episode. I guess you kind of saw that. I think I'm not. Correct me if I'm wrong, dear listener, but that first scene in the uh, in the tower or whatever, I believe it's Hero Association related, at the very least. Is that the first? Wait, in the, the tower. The very first scene. The very first scene when they're just like, oh, we're oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that I just put that together. Because um, yeah, it looks like there's like it's a government agent. At some point, there's um, we hear this class A to class S. Genos is class S, mm-hmm. but One Punch Man is class C, but he's rank two class C. <clears throat> so you have to. So I'm asking the question: How many ranks are there per class? Because like by the end of the episode, he becomes like rank one, and then 
has the opportunity to upgrade to class B, One Punch Man does. Um, but also, like, Genos seems to be kind of a capable enough fighter. He's still stuck at class S. But we have this guy, uh, Muman Rider, who's the cyclist for justice. He's classy, but he's so clearly not a hero. Yeah, and but I love this episode, though, because even though he's clearly not a hero in terms of strength, uh, this is the first episode to really achieve anything resembling emotion, which is when you see uh, Moomin Rider, who, again, like, he doesn't appear to have any powers. He's just a guy on a bicycle and... Uh, he appears to be the Lance Armstrong of this world, like pre-scandal, like because like I can't name a famous cyclist anymore. Well, at least Lance, um, but, Lance Armstrong was like well regarded during his time. Moomin Rider is clearly the butt of jokes among among his uh, population. Is he? Because like the kid loves him, like the kid who like is you know crying for Moomin Rider to like keep on fighting. Um, and I mean, and, but Moomin Rider gets his ass handed to him. He gets his arm ripped off. I thought for a second there's this fake out where, because he's battling. So one of the the villain of this episode is um, Fish Folk, the Fish Folk, uh, the the King of the Deep, Lord of the Seas, the Deep Sea King. Yeah, there's multiple names for this guy. That's how um, awesome he is. Um, and yet he like. And, like, there's one point where uh, Moomin Rider is going to, like, hug him. And I thought, like, oh, Moomin Rider's power is that, like, if he, like, gets a hug, <laughs> he, like, squeezes and, like, he'll just, like, explode. But, no, Moomin Rider is just a guy who rides a bike. Yep. Uh, and he's beaten until, thankfully, our hero Saitama, One Punch Man himself, uh, manages to come for backup. Uh because that's the thing about this show. Anytime they want to, dis- they decide to actually have like a proper fight. You can't just have one punch man show up. You have to have a bunch of uh, heroes get their ass beat for, uh, for the fight to work effectively. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was also kind of clear. I said there was like this series of carnage um, because like Genos is obviously not the first hero to show up. And also, it becomes clear that Genos has a move. His move is, uh, he keeps referring to it as the machine gun, uh, the machine gun uh, blows. I think that's what they, yeah, they keep saying it. It's like, my machine gun blows, um, which is weird to say out loud. It does, uh, doesn't really work. But when you're reading it, it kind of makes sense um, as a subtitle. Um, there's like also so many witnesses. Like there's so many people around. And yet, he, like, they, none of them are leaving. I'm like, like, people are getting massacred, acid's being thrown, and yet men and women and, like, children are just standing around, like, doing nothing. They're just, like, watching. They're like, oh, my God, the battle. Well, they, they got to cheer on the heroes, and even Moomin Rider gets cheered on. And that when he takes that beating, man, I, I get emotional watching that because you just see this person who's clearly – you know, completely just out of it, uh, still, you know, try and do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, I respected that. I was like, this is a guy who, um, yeah, is really trying his best to, like, kind of, like, do as much damage as he can, even though he's really powerless. 
and really shouldn't be a class C hero. He should, should he should be a class S hero. So I, I've got it on Wikipedia or, or on the One Punch Man dot fandom wiki. Uh, class C is the lowest class with a total of 390 heroes. Class B has a total of 101 heroes. Class A has 38 and class S has 17. Wait a minute. Class S is the highest rank? Yeah, S is high. Because what? S is in, like, super, you know? Oh, you didn't pick up on that either. <laughs> I had no idea. I've played, I, so I, many, I've played so many video games where S, where S is better than A. Oh, so he, my thinking was that there was class A to S. And, like, there's all these superheroes in between. Like, you could be a, a class, you know. Yeah, no. It's, M. Uh, it's, it's S to C, the Sabka. Okay. Wow. Um, so that makes Genos a very valued hero, despite the fact that... Wait, seen... oh, that changes everything about Genos, because Genos can't fight, and he's so clearly... But yeah, but because he's a cyborg, and he's not... Ki... Look, he doesn't look like Caillou. Um, the, oh. uh, the Hero Association, I know we don't get a ton, of, ton with them, but you can kind of tell they are a, a, a narcissistic group. They aren't probably the no. best... I mean, the big thing with this episode is um, you get this, like, uh, this, I guess One Punch Man at this point has developed a reputation for somehow being a cheat. Like, that no one really believes he has the powers he does because he kind of just shows up out of nowhere. And he's clearly the most powerful person in the show. Um, Not only is the show named after him, but, like, it's very clear that he's the most powerful. Um... And yet they don't want to give him the credit. But he also, to his credit, he doesn't want as much credit. And he's willing to be seen publicly as a cheat so that the other heroes who all failed where he succeeded can all get some credit. Specifically, um, you know, for Genos as well. Like, you know, he's very affected by the fact that he died or he almost dies in this battle. Like Genos, he has his arms ripped off. I think he gets his legs ripped off. He's basically like... uh, the dad of the oblongs just kind of lying in a pool of, of filth waiting to yeah. die. But of course he's a cyborg, so he's not going to die. Yeah. He's, he's Genos. Genos is the Kenny of, uh, of this series. He just constantly gets killed and comes back. Yeah. So, and then obviously there's like one punch man, you know, kills deep sea King. Um, but of course nobody, Nobody thinks Deep Sea King is actually that strong. You have that one person in the center of the crowd just laughing or snickering. And again, he's like, ah, he couldn't have been that strong. It was just a class hero, class C hero that defeated him. Yeah. No, exactly. Because they all give the credit to everyone else. So it's like, of course, Genos had to weaken him. Of course, Muman Rider weakened him. Of course, the other kind of couple of heroes that we see their bodies sort of uh, strewn around, but I don't know who they are. Um, they've weakened them. Um, and then we cut to like, I guess a few days later, Genos is fine. He's been rebuilt. Um, and I, one thing I liked is that um, there was a like drone mail carriers. And I'm like, we should have those in real life. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're starting to get them. But also, I, I think you're missing another clear thing in the development of uh, One Punch Man's character. Because when that guy starts bad-mouthing the other heroes, you know, uh, downplaying everything, guess what One Punch Man does? Again, he's like, yeah, I, I just defeated him when he was weak. And he tries to give credit to all the actual heroes who really did their best. 
Yeah. And I think that's just something that's really part of these three episodes that again, Saitama is just like a good person. Yeah. Like it's clear that like uh, the through line here is that he doesn't, he's doing this. Not only is he a hero for fun, as he always says, that's the one thing that's, you know, said in all three episodes. Um, you know, but yeah, but this is like, he's clearly got a calling for this. That this is like, he's not doing it out of vanity. He's not doing it for like the adoration or like the admiration of his peers. He's just doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's mm-hmm. the only thing he knows how to do well. Um, and yeah. you like, you can't blame him. And he only, he ends up only getting hate mail, whereas Junus gets a ton of fan mail. Yeah, except he gets that one thank you letter at the end. Yeah. Which was really nice. Um, and who, that, like, who does that come from? It comes from Moomin Rider. Yeah, Moomin Rider. Because uh, like, I guess it turns out Moomin Rider gave uh, One Punch Man um, a ride to the fight, <laughs> uh, which I thought was very funny, um, considering I think uh, One Punch Man could outrun the bike. And at the one point he kind of says that, and then like he still allows Moon Rider to like be the hero. And they keep talking about quotas, like they have to meet these quotas. Yeah. What are those? So they're they're hero quotas. I guess I guess the the, the thing I picked up on is that um, class C heroes have to do a lot of the work, whereas again, One Punch Man mentions this to the C Hero Association at the end when they promote him. That he's like, oh, it'll be nice to not have to worry about those weekly quotas anymore, which implies that. The Hero Association, these so-called S-class heroes are actually not doing that much work. Yeah, it seems like it's the it's falls onto the, you know, the S-C-class, which is I guess kind of you can put as a commentary to how police forces operate. Yeah, police force and classism and stuff like that. Yeah, classism, like it's always like you know the bottom tier that you know has to bear all the weight for the upper tiers. Um, even though the upper tiers get all the glory. Um, one thing, there was a couple of things that happened afterwards, after the promotion that I didn't really quite understand. Who was, uh, there's a guy, there's a blue-haired guy, I think his name is William, or, oh man, my notes are really bad. Um, like, there's like a blue-haired guy, and he's like, I wasn't sure if he's, they kind of mentioned he might be an actor or hero, I wasn't sure who he is. Uh, there's also like a scene in a hospital where there's two heroes are recuperating. A third comes in and he's got like, um, he's a he's oh. a very uh, he's a he's a clearly gay prisoner. He's a he's certainly the most unflattering stereotype we've seen in these three episodes. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, oh, it was very clear that there's like this weird homoerotic element to that character. Yeah, um, and, um, and they're running away, and it's very like, oh. Yeah, and those characters. In terms of the betrayal. So those characters were featured in the previous episode and got their ass kicked by Deep Sea King, including including um, Puri Puri Prisoner, as he's referred to as. So is his power that he's like? prisoner like because he has like the ball and chain on his ankle but it doesn't appear to do anything for him it's not slowing him down i mean honestly man maybe we should have watched the previous episode because in the previous one he actually straight up gets naked (laughs) yeah he has a uh, transformation called angel style which shows off his musculature tearing his clothes apart leaving himself completely nude um i'm not quite sure i mean 
I'm not even, I'm not sure how many of these characters are in fact super powered. I mean, we, we know that One Punch Man only gets powers from training. Um, certainly the, the characters that look more like objects or animals are probably powered. But again, it's never quite clear. It's very much a world that just, I would describe the world as just superhero world. Yeah, I was going to say, I think like the world of this is that like, there's either you you have power, like you don't have to be born with power so you can just train really hard and get something, you know, that like, or you become a cyborg or like some scientist experiments on you. And there, there is a, uh, I would say, um, I don't know if it's race or like there's a, a, a species that appears to be like half, like it would be like half something, half human. Yeah. Like whether it's like half lobster, half human. But even then, that guy only becomes Crabalante because he ate too many crabs in the first episode. And Biceps King only becomes Biceps King because his brother like gives him uh, a, like a concoction strawberry that makes them that's strawberry flavored. Uh, I mean, Vaccine Man appears to be like from the Earth. Um, then there's like the Subterraneans are like from the Earth. Um, you know, Charge is, or it's not Charge. Um, Carnage is again a creation of a mad scientist, and then uh, Deep Sea King is obviously from the Earth, but he's from the sea. So it's like maybe these are like yeah, overpowered animals that be kind of be take on human qualities. Um, I mean, if I was living in this world, I wouldn't be eating the fish because clearly the fish are sentient. <laughs> but maybe maybe if you eat enough fish you can become deep sea king and not someone like Crevlante, because at least deep sea king is clearly like a top tier villain. Yeah, he's like a villain and like and I get it, like again he like all the other villains except for Bicep King and uh Carnage like is just wants to rid the world of the filth that are humans. Because it's clear that the humans are fucking things up because they can just become superheroes now. Yeah, it's uh Again, I, I would just, like I said, this is a parody and clearly um, our, our author one is, is more focused on making fun of these tropes rather than um, world building, at least for now. Season two uh, is certainly a more serialized show. Um, I think unfortunately it suffers from worse animation and because of its more serialized focuses, it kind of, it kind of gets away from the satire, which is what I really love about the show. Again, like, you know, even, even though you're jumping into these three, uh, let, I mean, let's do it. Let's get your final thoughts, kind of. Like, what do you right. think of these, these, <laughs> this show as a whole? I will say this. I was surprised that you picked a comedy right off the bat. Um, that this was definitely not what I was expecting. I really thought One Punch Man was going to be, like, a serious story. Cause, like, in terms of, like, I thought he was going to be, like, He's a man and he loses his family and he like has this power and he swears he's never going to use the power, but like something usually like probably becomes between him and his family and he has to use the power. I almost was expecting something Punisher like, like the Punisher for some reason. Um, And then with these observations, I love them. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) This is a comedy. Uh, but as a comedy, once I got into it, I really did like it. Like, I really liked uh, Caillou as a character. Um, I like that he's evolved since uh, his days of being, you know, going to preschool. Um, 
you know, I like, I kind of like the, the villains as well. Like, I think I like this idea of like these like half human, half like, I don't know, animal or objects. Uh, there are a lot of really funny jokes in this. I think like from the, the brother SWAT to uh, how he trains and like the reactions, everyone's like, are you serious? Like that stuff actually made me laugh out loud. Um, and like, I would be intrigued to like keep watching this show or like actually watch this first full season. Um, but it's really disappointing to hear that the second season really falls off the map. It's also not on Netflix for some reason. But I mean, to be fair, the the second season being not good is mostly just my opinion. I mean, again, something I've learned about all these shows, some of these shows are critically acclaimed and you're going to love them. And some of them you're going to be like, what the hell? You know, we're, we're going to do a lot of diverse picks here. We're, we're, we're going to try not to repeat the same thing every week. That's what I can guarantee you, dear listener. Yeah. So I want to say, like, I guess my closing remarks of this is that um, it's, I think it's a good uh, introduction for me because uh, it really does prove the point that, like, anime can be very diverse. And that this is a comedy, like, this is essentially a sitcom version of an anime. Um, and I, I do does make me excited going forward into this podcast where it's like if this is just the starting point of like one part of this genre uh i'm really excited to see what else other people bring to the table awesome um i think that's the end for this episode but but before we before we end it i have to assign malcolm and you dear listener our show for next week and that show is jojo's bizarre adventure and your episodes are season one episode one dio the invader Season 1, Episode 10, New York's JoJo. And because Netflix uh, does not label Season 2 as Season 2, it is labeled as Stardust Crusaders. Stardust Crusaders, Episode 1, The Man Possessed by an Evil Spirit. So yeah, like I hope you, I mean, Malcolm's going to be watching the show. And hopefully you, listener, you can watch these three episodes right before uh, the next episode airs uh, of this podcast. And yeah, that's kind of how we want to do this. You guys can follow along with us on this on this weird journey. Yeah, and uh, episodes will drop uh, every uh, Tuesday. Every Tuesday, every Tuesday. That is right. And I just want to credit the incredible Landon Trimble. You can find him at Lando Soundo on Instagram for our lovely intro music. And yeah, guys, this is going to be a really fun podcast. I, I hope you, uh, I hope you uh, bared with us for this for this first episode. I've I thought we had a lot of fun. Uh, I know there's a lot of people with a lot of free time on their hands because we're all in a shared experience of uh, living through a pandemic. Uh, so we'll be dropping episodes every single Tuesday. Uh, if you want to uh, get involved with the fun, uh, we're on Twitter at Is This Anime Pod, also on Instagram at Is This Anime Pod. And we'd like to uh, thank uh, the wonderful Landon Trimble uh, for coming up and creating our intro song uh he's pretty incredible if you want to uh know more about landon trimble he's got a website uh trimble.ca he's an incredible musician go support him anyways uh we'll be back next week with uh jojo's bizarre adventures thank you and have a great day